It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. I'm Candice Gish. Well, I'm so excited that each and every one of you has tuned in for today's program. I'm really excited because the guest that I have on today has an extremely amazing cause, a foundation that she's going to be talking about, and I'm really excited to learn more about it, and I wanted her to be able to share with you so that you can also support her in what she's doing. Our guest today is, Indira is, oh my goodness, um, I'm just so excited to have you today because of what your organization is all about, and the Divas I Care, that's what we're all about here, is that we love to support amazing women like yourself, so would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself with us today? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that great introduction. So my name is Indira Merritt, um, and you got it right, so don't worry about it. Um, and I am a parent <laughs> of, I am, I'm a parent of a child who lives with sickle cell. And um, I work with a not-for-profit organization called Life and Family Foundation, living with sickle cell, um, because of that reason, because of, uh, you know, being a parent of somebody living with sickle cell. I love that. You know what? And it's really important. I think when you have a cause that's so dear to you to be able to get involved and to get that awareness out there. Right. And so a lot of people may not, um, you know, be familiar with what sickle cell is, but it is, um, it's actually the number one inherited blood disorder in the United States and the number one blood disorder in the world. Um, and it is thought as something um, that predominantly affects people of color, but we are finding every day that that is just not true. There has been um, misrepresentation um, about that, but we are seeing now that ever since that they started uh, blood screenings for children of all color, they're finding that it is actually impacting people all over from, with different races. Wow. You know, and you're right. Like, I, I don't hear a lot about this. It's not one of those um, causes that a lot of people talk about, but so I, that's why I thought it was really important to get it on today's program. And so I would like, if you don't mind, sharing a little bit more about um, how you figured out that your children, your child had that to begin with and how some of our listeners, if, you know, some of those signs that maybe they should go get their children checked. Sure. So what happens is there's something called a, a newborn screening. And so after, in about the 70s, I want to say, um, all children who were black, were born and they, they would go through the newborn screening and they would let you know whether or not your child had sickle cell if they had sickle cell trait. Um, and then what was happening, unfortunately, a lot of Caucasian children were dying, um, babies, and they didn't know why. They didn't ever think to test them. So in about the 1990s, um, which is pretty recent if you think about it, they started testing everybody now for sickle cell and sickle cell trait. And it's something that people kind of know. Sometimes they know that they have trait because, um, you know, maybe they'll hear somebody tell you, but you find out usually that you have the trait when you're pregnant. Um, and so once you, um, you're aware that you have the trait, it's important that you're not, I guess you're not really supposed to marry somebody else who has the trait. Um, and like my personal instance, we didn't know that my husband um, had the trait. And so it just ended up being where we had a baby 
who had sickle cell. And um, I think what people don't know about sickle cell, I think that people sometimes know that it, um, people with sickle cell experience really bad pain crisis, but they don't understand that it's as serious as like cancer. So the, the babies and the children and the adults um, who get treated for sickle cell, they see the same doctors, hematologists and oncologists that um, patients with cancer see. My son in particular is on a chemotherapy regimen for sickle cell. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea it was like that. And as I said, it's not something that a lot of us hear about, so we don't really know what that huge impact really is. Uh, so a lot of people can be carriers, as you were saying, and if, if we weren't tested prior, then we wouldn't have known that, you know, because I was born um, in the 70s, and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't remember, I mean, you know, I don't, obviously, we probably weren't tested and, you know, with my husband, I, he probably wasn't tested either. So that's, that's something to, and we could have had both had that, that carrier gene. It's, you know, it's, just, it's, it's starting to be kind of like a new phenomenon for a lot of people. Um, and the thing about it is like people just, unfortunately, you don't know until it's too late. A lot of people are not like checking for this. They're not thinking about it. Um, there is not enough awareness about sickle cell as the disease itself, which can obviously impact mm-hmm. your life and it leads to death. But then there's just not even trait awareness. We're finding now um, that if you just have the tra- the trait, the gene, that means that 30% of your blood cells are sickled. And so what, when we say sickled, so everybody has like in their blood cells, their round, like a nice healthy round um, blood cell. But when you have sickle cell, um, about 80% of those um, crescent moon. Um, and so okay. that's what it causes blockage inside of the blood. And so it happens like in the joints. Um, and so that can um, lead to um, organ failure and a, a host of other issues, stroke. Um, one of the people that I, one of the other mothers that I work with, her baby had a stroke in utero while she was still pregnant because from sickle cell. Oh. Um, and then, like, I, I have another mother that I work with, and her son um, has been going blind in one of his eyes because of the sickle cells, and he has to get chemo injections in his eye. So there are so many different complications medically that happen um, just because of this disease. Um, and we, like I said, like, we're fighting for awareness. It feels like um, a fight because there's just mm-hmm. not, like, people don't know what it is, but then, like, there's, like, no funding. Not to say no funding, but there's not enough funding um, behind this disease to be able to get people into wellness the way that it should be, and we still don't have a universal uh, cure. Oh, my goodness. That is just crazy because you would think that something like this, that there would be, as you are saying, more awareness. And, you know, I would like to say thank you so much for, being out there and getting that awareness because for myself, you know, when I came across when you had sent me the email, I was reading like I had never heard of it. Like, I think I, I well, I, I heard of it, but you don't, you're not uh-huh. aware of it. And I think that right. that's the case, you know, and you're like, okay, well, I'm not too sure about this. I don't really understand it. And, and I think a lot of probably the majority of people are like me. We didn't realize, you know, because mm-hmm. we're bombarded with information about different types of cancer, you know, diabetes and all these other things, but we don't hear about this. And the impact, you know, you're describing is huge. And I think Mm -hmm. you're right. We need more awareness. We need more funding because obviously the cost of this, because it is, you know, they're getting chemotherapy, that's got to be extraordinarily high. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. We have, there's only four medicines for sickle cell. Um, And two of them just came out in 2000 and 
and 19, I think. So we don't have, you know, so if you think about that, before that, we only had two. And then one of them came out, I think, in 2017. So look how long it's been since there have been any real medical advancements for sickle cell. And then those two new medicines that I talked about that just came out, it costs over $100,000 a year to be able to have somebody on those medicines. So it is really expensive. It is. It can really take a toll on um, on your life. My son has to go through something called a transcranial Doppler, and what that does is, is it measures whether or not he is going to be um, likely to have a stroke. So they try to. It's a preventative care, um, and so you wouldn't believe how difficult it is sometimes to just fight insurance companies on making sure that this is something that's covered. We've had to pay a thousand dollars, come out of pocket, a thousand dollars every year just for him to have that test. Um, just to make sure that he does not have a stroke. And sometimes it's like, you're like, I'm paying $1,000 for somebody to tell me that he's not, that he's fine. And it, you know, but you still, it still feels worth it because you need to know, because if you know that you can prevent yeah. those things from happening, then absolutely that's something that you want to do. Okay. So there is not a lot of awareness out there and there's not a lot of funding. How right. are families being able to pay for this? Are you guys doing a lot of fundraisers? What is it that you're doing? So we are trying to, so the organization that um, I'm a part of, I co-founded an organization called Living with Sickle Cell Life and Family Foundation uh, VA. And so what we do is um, we do like a host of different support groups. Um, It's called POSH, and it stands for People of Sickle Cell Hope. Um, And so in these, so because of the pandemic, we've been virtual, um, and we've been working with people about trying to find ways for them to become empowered and independent and not like dependent on systems and just so that they would have like sustainable ways of living um, and healthy ways of living. And so we do those once a month, but in terms of like funding, what we do is um, with the pandemic happening, like I was saying before, I think I I made my own self lose my train of thought, but um, we were able to get a small grant and it wasn't a lot of money, like $5,000, but we were able to um, technology to um, families so that they could have telehealth services because with the pandemic happening, people, you know, patients, especially children, weren't able to go into the hospitals to have those face-to-face interactions with their um, healthcare Mm -hmm. provider. So we were able to get um, uh, funding through, what was it, rare uh, rare genes, that's what they're called. Um, And they were a really great organization who just kind of like, you know, we applied and they were like, yes. And we were kind of surprised. We were like, oh, wow. Um, so that's one of the things we were able to do. And then um, everything else that we do is just like fundraising. So like we're just constantly trying to find ways. We did like a mask campaign where um, we designed a mask and we sold um, some of those and we raised a little bit of money from that. Um, and so what we do is like we try to help people in those kinds of situations where they are experiencing um, extreme distress because of financial um, insecurities and how is it that we can kind of help supplement some of that stuff. So if they have like the thousand dollar copay, if they don't have like an insurance that pays a hundred percent of everything, um, we try to see how it is that we can offset some of that to hopefully alleviate some of that stress because families have so much that they're already dealing with, just kind of dealing Mm -hmm. with a sick sick child, but then to have to have that financial burden placed on top of them as well. It's just like, it's too much, I think, for anybody to handle, especially in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. you know? And so we I do can a lot imagine. of that. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, but I feel like I've been called to do this work. Like, um, you know, it's so amazing how things just kind of 
happen the way that they happen. You know, I obviously when I found out that my son would be sick, it was, you know, a very combative type of thing, you know, like me not really wanting to accept this and, you know, being angry, but then slowly starting to kind of accept what our fate was going to look like, you know, me just trying to turn this around and see how is it that I can use what it is that I know to be able to help other families, because I've been so fortunate that he, um, you know, he has had some very long hospital stays, but at the same time, we have just through education and learning and stuff like that and networking, I have found some things that actually work for him. And, um, you know, he has not had any significant crises within the past couple of years. And so I try to give all that information to as many people as I can, anybody who's willing to listen, who has a child living with sickle cell, because this is a battle of life and death. So I'm like, here, try this. Like, let's do this. Let's try natural pathways if we can, whatever it takes, so that this way they can have a child who is going to be healthy and, you know, live a long, sustainable life. I love that. And Dara, you're from Richmond, Virginia, correct? I am. Are you, do you do mostly in that area? So, yes. And so yeah. everything here now in Richmond, yes, the organization is in Richmond, Virginia. And so we service the entire state of Virginia um, in terms of like anything like for like funding purposes, but we will also provide virtual assistance and like case management and, um, like the support groups that I talked about, that's for anybody anywhere. They can, um, like I was on a call oh, nice. the other day and people from London were there. So that was pretty neat. Oh, I love that. I love technology and I love the abilities to do the networking, um, to be able to do that because, you know, we don't know where the organizations are. And what I'm going to be doing for all of our listeners is when I post all of um, when I post all this information today, I want to post your information, if that's okay, all of your social media so that they can contact you and perhaps you can help them if they don't know of an organization in their area. Maybe you can assist them mm-hmm. with that. Yes, I would love that. Yeah, I'm always looking for ways to be able to expand and reach out to more people. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much, Adina. Because I just think that this is going to be so amazing just to be able to get this awareness out. Um, I really think that it's really important to do that. And we want to support you with the Divas of Care in any way that we can do that. So I, as I said, I will post this information in every place that I can for you. Thank you. I, you don't know that, that that just means so much that people, um, you know, have a willingness to help us out and just, you know, get that awareness out there. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. So I'm going to be asking you, I want to ask you a question here. Is there, um, is there tips, is there tools, things that you can share with our listeners today to help them through, you know, something that's probably going on in their life? Um, definitely. Uh, and reference to sickle cell specifically or just like in general anything anything you want life in general because obviously that you know a lot of us we talk about different types of balance in our lives you know balance is different for every different person and when we have different things that are happening in our lives how are we able to you know process it how are we able to make sure that you know as a person ourselves we're taking care of ourselves as because obviously we need to take care of ourselves in order to help everybody else so it's funny that you asked me that because in my full-time job, I actually am um, somebody who does behavioral uh, therapies, and I um, am really, really into restorative practices and mindfulness. And so a big part of my day is spent um, doing mindfulness and mediation. And so I do a lot of um, guided guided mindfulness with, actually, because I work for a school district. And 
I really do encourage people to do deep breathing. I think that that is so essential, and I don't think that enough people really give enough credit to their breath. You know, taking time to just simply, you know, pull in your breath through your nose for four, and hold it for four seconds, and then, you know, like close out the, the back of your throat, and then exhaling that breath out through your mouth for eight seconds. Um, and if you just did that, maybe, you know, four or five times before you transition from doing one thing to another thing, you, and you're consistent about it, you'd be amazed how, um, how much better you feel. So that's a tip that I am always happy to share with people about mindfulness and breathing. I love that tip. That's a great tip. You know, we've definitely mm-hmm. had different people come on our show and give, give tips, but I really like that one because it's a simple one. You know, you can, and it's transitional. And, you know, I used to do a lot of driving, obviously not right now through the pandemic, <laughs> but I used to drive every evening for my kids for all of their sporting activities. And even that, you know, just getting to that spot, I think had I just, you know, what you're saying is just take those deep breaths before you get into that next um, right. function that you need to do. And what a difference that would have made, because sometimes you just feel frazzled that you go from one thing to another and you're constantly running around. Uh, I think a lot of parents, with children feel that way that you're always going, 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 going. And, you know, just taking those moments for yourself is going to make the biggest difference in the world. It, it, it truly does. Like people just don't understand. Like, and it's the one thing I always tell people, it's the one thing that you have with you always, it's your breath and you can, you take it everywhere you go. And so if you learn how to make that work for you, you can make anything work for you. I love that. All right. So is there anything that our listeners can do to support you? Uh, can they, can they donate? Can, how can they be a part of your organization with you? So they can definitely come on. We have a website. It is www.sicklecellda.org. Um, they can find us on Facebook and Instagram at living with sickle cell Inc. Um, and then we have an email address, and that is livingwithscinc at gmail.com. And so they would be able to um, reach me directly. I love that. And do you accept donations then? We do accept donations, and they can donate um, directly onto the website. There, If you navigate through the website, there is a, a tab, I think, that says um, donations, and then I, I think it's headed with donations. And then um, it's pretty easy to navigate through there because we don't have, like, a whole bunch of tabs on there. But they would be able to see pictures, um, and they would be able to see a, a whole host of things, but they would definitely be able to see where they could donate if they chose to do so. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you. And last minute, is there anything else you'd love to share with us today? Anything that's going to be happening in the future with your organization? So we have an upcoming support group happening um, on October 22nd where we're going to talk about natural pathways um, and talking about your doctor about alternatives to um, like prescription medications. And then we're just going to continuously have those and they are being held virtually. So if somebody sends me an email and they want to, just come in and listen in. They are more than welcome to do so. So we're just keeping everything on a virtual platform for now while the pandemic is still happening. But um, they're always welcome to, you know, join us on social media. We're pretty active on, um, on those sites. That's perfect. And um, we would like to welcome you also to the Divas That Care. I were the Changemakers Cafe, I should say. Uh, we have that on a Facebook group, and we would love for you to be a part of that. Uh, and oh, maybe you could share your information in there with all of our amazing um, people that like our amazing guests that have been on the program. 
Mm-hmm. That sounds excellent. Yeah, I would love to do that. And it's a cafe, so I can just, like, sip my coffee and kind of mingle in. You can just sip your coffee <laughs> and mingle with all of us in there. And that's what we, that's we encourage uh, all of our listeners to. We want to provide a group for people to share what's going on in their lives and how we can support them in any way. And that's what the the Changemakers Cafe is all about. So, um, Indira, I would love for you to be a part of that. I'd love for our listeners that are checking out the show to be a part of that too, because I think it's a great way to see what is happening in people's lives. Yes, I think that would be phenomenal. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Well, and I just want to say a big thank you to my amazing guest today and to all of our fantastic listeners that have been tuning in for the last 10 years. Thank you so much for everything that you do out there. You guys are the true change makers of the world, and we want to do a big shout-out to all of you. Uh, we are now listened to in over 30 countries globally, and we want to continue to grow that to make sure that our programs are getting out there as, to as many places as we can because what we want to do is impact. We want to impact in a positive, wonderful way. Um, so that's what our program is all about, is to make sure that we're putting some good into the world. So thank you so much to my amazing guests, and thank you so much to our amazing listeners. I hope that each and every one of you has a fantastic day. And until next time. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.